0: Record here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, hello, <laughs> hello, Knoxville. This is Tommy Nguyen. I'm hanging out with Mr. Hasee, otherwise known as HQ, founder of Audio Hand and a million other things. Say hi, Hasee. Hey, what's up, man? Good what's morning, up, Tommy? man. Doing great. So I was just blown away just now by Audio Hand. So I clicked the record button, and HQ's phone also started recording. like, what the hell? That's that's <laughs> dope. So anyways, man, so in a few seconds, tell me what you do.
1: Uh, that's a loaded statement. Okay, <laughs> so I guess I'll put it this way. So um, I'm a licensed attorney who's coded and hacked his way and designed his way into music, tech, startup, and just, I mean, honestly trying to make my own path. And I'm still writing my story right now, but I've been incredibly stubborn about trying to do everything in Knoxville um, for a lot of different reasons. So I guess... I get, I'm just someone who I'm trying to create opportunity.
0: Love that, man. That <laughs> is awesome. I freaking love that. So, like, so we'll start with like so your personal story, right? So you're a yeah. uh, licensed attorney. How did you get to Knoxville? Like, what brought you here? I know you're intentionally creating opportunity in this city, but like, how did you get here? So I um, I grew
1: up around Northern Virginia, and I then went to uh, Carnegie Mellon for undergraduate degree. I got a business and psychology. Um, degree and you know super happy with all that and then I caught the music bug and the music bug hit me and I was managing a few no-name musicians and artists and recording in a recording studio on campus learned a lot anyway fast forward um, did that for a year and decided that I wanted to go through law school so law school brought me down to Knoxville but it's all non-linear because by the time I got into law school I knew after interning at three different law firms in DC at that point I knew I didn't want to practice, but I wanted the acumen of being able to read a contract and hold up my own defense. and So that was really important to me because I've always wanted to become, quote, unquote, an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted to be able to create something of value and get rewarded for that. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. So when did you get to Knoxville? What year was that? I got in, I came to Knoxville 2007.
1: 2007. Right on, right on. kept, barely kept my academic standing at UT because I was still managing artists at that point. (laughs) Wow. So the artists were in LA. Well, it, I was I was working with an artist out of Pittsburgh, he was a rapper. I had I was working with an electronic artist out of New York. Okay. Um, so it wasn't and, just LA, it was all over the place. Well, it was all over the place, but it was really naive. Yeah. I mean, I I'm kinda surprised I did it for as long as I did. Um, and then I even I worked with a guy who used to be Timbaland's like second producer kind of thing. And, but like it sounds super cool, but it was it was such a hustle and grind, and I don't even know what. So there I, I wasn't was this tension; you just wanted to do I it. I just wanted to do it, yeah. and I can argue I wasted a lot of time, but I've learned a whole lot from it. And but what, but what was a good win between my second and third year of law school? I got an opportunity. A friend of mine, Eric Boulanger, he's out in Los Angeles. He pulled me out and got me to manage the Mastering Lab in Ojai, California. If anyone knows the Mastering Lab, look them up. Uh, It was led by Doug Sachs. He was famous for the records he touched. And so, for instance, he put on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon in the original room that he mastered it in. Like, that was the caliber. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot in that summer, and I could have stayed full-time, and I decided to go back and get my law degree and finish it. And just to your point, so that's what actually kept me down here. I went through and I finished my third year of law school, but the first semester, I met like the love of my life, and she has kept me down here in Knoxville. That's awesome. And I've been trying to just create opportunities so that I can just enjoy it, and consequently I've really enjoyed everything about Tennessee.
0: Yeah, love is a good reason, or if... If not, it's the best reason, well, right? Tennessee
1: yeah. has great infrastructure. There's a lot of a lot of cool things happening, business wise and startups wise. Yeah. And we have a really responsive government that feels really beholden to its citizens. Love Do we that. just need
0: to improve our education? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's still yeah. one area. Yeah, man. So, so, so tell me this: What's a funny or inter- something interesting about you uh, that's happened here in Knoxville since you moved here since 2007? Oh, okay. Um, something interesting.
1: I don't even know where to pick from that. Like, just what I, like, what has intrigued me? Yeah,
0: yeah, something that's either happened to you or something that you found that's been intriguing.
1: Okay. Oh, um... God, I'm so... Okay, there's a few thoughts going through my head here. Alright. One, it's amazing to me how Knoxville has a vibrant coffee culture versus other cities that are quote-unquote happening. I think that's something a lot of people in the States and the Southeast don't
0: realize what we have here. That's Um, awesome. So that's like, that's part of my, one of the things about Scruffy City Stories is that we're only doing these at coffee shops. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's know, the just, way to do it. It just came natural. So, like, the noise and the ambiance, that's just part of it. Yeah, like, it's you know, part of it. Yeah. I've been, I've been working out of coffee shops for the last six years. Well, there you go. So, it's, right you know,
1: the amount of energy and people you get to meet is quite awesome. It's pretty awesome. But, I mean, but that's interesting. But I guess one of the more interesting things that's happened to me in Knoxville, no, this is it, is really just the fact that I've met so many like-minded entrepreneurs, people that are wanting to create value and putting it out there, like... I actually feel like I'm at home. And this was this is more recent, too. This is like the last three years with KEC, you know, the Entrepreneur Center really doing its thing. Because before then, entrepreneurs were really scattered throughout. The Chamber tried to put them together, but not really. It's really made for the Regus and the Pilots. Um, so, I'm, interesting. I just feel more at home. And it's really cool to see the music and arts culture feeding the entrepreneurship,
0: oh my entrepreneurship gosh. side as well. Absolutely, man. That's <laughs> super awesome. So so that's, okay. that's a mouthful. I love it. I love it. Are you married? Any kids, pets? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, oh. We have two dogs. Two dogs. Right uh, on. what are their names? Uh,
1: Paddington and Pippa. <laughs> Paddington is a full schnauzer. Oh, uh, that's... He's now three-legged. Uh, he's a little ass kicker. Okay. If anyone okay. watches Walking Dead... He is our ass kicker. Love it, um, love it. And then uh, Pippa is a schnauzer
0: and beagle mix, so she's a shneagle. Okay, okay shneagle. <laughs> Permanently attached to mommy. Love it, love it, <laughs> love it. So what's something that, about you that might surprise some people? I guess like the uh, fact that you're a licensed attorney probably surprised <laughs> the majority, but like what else about you? Um, a lot of people don't know I played. Uh, I got into music by
1: playing rhythm guitar in a punk rock band in high school. Well, there you go. Right on, that. that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> a lot of people don't know I sold, uh, when I was in uh, high school, I was really into art. And I mean, I still am, but like, I was really into art and making it, and, I sold almost two thousand dollars worth of art in my wow. senior art show, selling
0: like five dollar prints. Wow! And I think if I've heard the story right, like your parents were like they weren't they weren't like completely <laughs> for that, right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's an under yeah. that's an
1: understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when uh, when I was learning guitar, my mom and dad would actually okay. So back up. They are immigrants. I'm first generation American. Okay. So when you come from a diff- different country like they did. I mean, you might know I mean, there's such a pressure to uphold what your standards what you are. What do you hold dear? And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so, any new culture coming into the culture you're bringing over, they're really careful, careful about what comes through. So when I got into Qatar, they were really paranoid. So to the point, they didn't want my studies to suffer. With quote unquote. So they started hiding my electric guitar from me. They started discouraging band practices. They started, and I was like a straight-A student in high school, but they were just afraid I was going to fuck that up.
0: Yes, yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much, right? Yeah. They were afraid I was going to fuck that well, up like I, hardcore. Um... Yeah, my mom's. I'm from Vietnam, so I'm a first generation immigrant too. Wow. Yeah, so we moved here when I was a kid, right? Uh, and uh, we moved to Knoxville when I was 90, uh, when I was six, and back in 1996. Wow. Yeah, so like you know, so English second language, all that. My mom's straight up Vietnamese. Like, you're a ter- stereotypical Asian mom. Like, that's you know, you can imagine what that looks like, right? <laughs> that's her. Uh, so yeah, man. So what's something you've done that you're proud of? Like, how old are you now? What? Um, I'm 32. 32. In your 32 years, what you know what, what brings you joy? Or what makes you proud? Relationships. Like oh, yeah? relationships are everything.
1: There are a few things like I've built a few digital products that I'm excited about, but I'm but I'm really like more scared of I hope I can I can usher their future and their curation the right way so they can last. Wow. So that's what makes me work really hard. Like, every day. That's such a beautiful... Wow. Problem. That's awesome. It's, it's hard. You just yeah. want to make sure you build something that's going to last. But, but then taking that same philosophy, I've really focused a lot on my relationships. I've really focused on, you know, laying my head down on the pillow every night saying I'm totally happy with how my day went and how I acted. Yeah. Just, I lived my life as best as possible.
0: Um, without jumping off a cliff, right? That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for sharing your personal story. We're gonna dive into your business, okay. right? Yeah, man. So, nice. so when did you get started, Audio Hand, right? Yeah. So yeah. when when did that kick off? Um, audio Hand, we put I put well, we. Um, initially, I. So you've got we, a partner. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so I've got two co-founders. Right on. So okay. this is a this is a cool story. So um, I got into the first media works program, which for people who don't know that is the first digital media accelerator in tennessee and first of its kind really nationwide and i know accelerators are sort of saturated and overrated but this there was a lot of energy around this that was just there's still a lot of good stuff happening from that class um so that was in 2014 in the summer and um, paired up with Jonathan Sexton, Mark Montgomery, just two awesome, awesome, sharp, just brilliant, music-minded people. And um, yeah, and we kind of came together and said, there has to be, like, they're playing shows on stage thinking, well, I'm using voice memos to capture this, but it, the, the mix is all wrong. I can't really use it because there's too much of me, not enough for the whole band. Um, Meanwhile I'm going to shows thinking that we should all be able to record and stitch this together because this guy sounds really good live and his studio albums are actually not that good. So I wish I had a recording of every live show and we realized that we There's have. an amount of energy, right? When yeah, you're on- yeah, yeah, it's all about energy. And and side note, the way that live shows are typically recorded, they sap the energy out of them because all they do, they record from a stage perspective and mix it from a stage perspective and they put two small little condenser mics on the crowd thinking that's how the energy's going to come. They're always worried about pristine, and so our philosophy's flipped. Later on, when we can and hopefully do get to live music shows, our concept is that everyone's smartphone syncs together and captures that Love performance that. from every perspective, and it really captures that energy. And so, um, you know, when, when I was pitching this, and I went through the demo day and was validating it, a lot of people thought there's no way in hell, you know, this snowball can exist in like the desert kind of thing. Um, and so we kind of had to fake it till you make it kind of bit just to prove that this medium can work and that people want to do it. And we proved that we can at least make the tech, and nice. so we had a, a super alpha, I coded it, I coded the super alpha in like two months, then we focused, probably built the real product in four months, like full soup to nuts. And then we've been live in the App Store. Audio Hands been live in the App Store for eighteen months now. Right on. Right we've on. got over five thousand installs of unique people like trying it out, uh, recording content. We have over a month's worth of content, a straight up audio. Um, we've been downloaded in over ten countries, and South Korea loves us uh, because. We got featured by Apple as uh, one of the third music apps people should download, uh, and, we and, we, and we broke the top hundred market, and we broke the top one hundred chart. Right on, um, man! But you know, all that to say, I'm kind of hijacking. Like, actually, I should just wait for your question. No, no, you're because, good. You're good. Well, because you know, it it all sounds so great, and it's so cool, and oh, you have an app, and it's out there, and I mean. There's so much crap that gets in the way of what you really need to try to focus on. I mean, I just had a productive meeting with Jonathan, uh, Mr. Sexton, and and he keeps me focused in so many ways. I'm so thankful to have a great co-founder that um, just, I mean, we were just talking about are we really solving the the necessary problem? Are we even solving any problem that people give a shit about? And, you know, I'm going to go through our analytics for 5,000 people and hopefully we can identify
0: trends that Dude, can hone in what we're trying to do. That's awesome. So I want to I point something out. So you went through the MediaWorks. And Jonathan Sexton's a co-founder. Uh-huh. And it uh, sounds like the MediaWorks team, or at least Jonathan, is still like on your team, like, still yeah, supporting and, this thing.
1: So, yeah, totally. And now, just full clarification, he's a minority stakeholder, and so I'm right the co-founder. Okay. And that's been a blessing um, in the sense that they, they know this was my first stint, with having a three-letter acronym on a company that has, on a product on a mission that has really a large breadth. Yeah. And so the guys have given me so much latitude as to just learn, figure out, build my professional you know career up so that I can steward this. I love that. And just the fact that they're there, just helping, just
0: helping to make sure I'm not off the rails, yeah. like I'm focusing on the right
1: things.
0: So what so, are some of the challenges and struggles that you deal with, like, yeah, either at the beginning or now, or, you know, what are some anticipated challenges, right? Because that's, that's what business is, is challenge. Dude, business is about de-risking. Absolutely. There is risk everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so you just got to take a
1: chance and de-risk it as much as humanly possible where you can take calculated risks. And recently, I've just realized that I'm taking a risk that's not that calculated Um, Jonathan had a really good point and uh, he brought up, it's like, you know, you guys are working towards this, but is that really what you guys need to be working towards? So I guess my answer to your question is making sure that you're you're cutting through the crap, the white noise, and really caring about what people matter and making sure that the intersection of what you care about building and what you're building really mirrors what people are wanting in the market and understanding the true parameters, like how big that circle is on that Venn diagram. That's. True. Um, is I think a lot of people, and including myself at times, think that circle is a lot bigger than what it is. And so figuring out the focus of what core things really matter
0: and why and what yeah. problems you're solving. So, well, so you, m- you mentioned a few things like analytics and metrics and what have you. Yep. Uh, so, what are some of the ways oh. for you to narrow down that circle, right? So, in this good diagram, how do you nail that down? Um, we have two sets of metrics.
1: So, we have. Uh, product metrics and we have marketing metrics. Awesome. I think they're super important. People don't distinguish between. Typically, because if you have a website, Google Analytics kind of provides both, yep. but not really the best product analytics. We use something called um, Heap Analytics. H A P.
0: Yeah, we'll link that in the in the article. Yeah. I highly
1: recommend them yeah. if you're starting out. Um, but now. I'm not so happy with them in the sense that I can't engage with my users. So I really want to start using Mixpanel. Mixpanel provides you because like what Heat does is that So I guess what I'm getting to is that with analytics, you gotta, when you start, you assume you don't know anything about what your customers are gonna do. So collect everything. Exactly, and you can analyze what they're doing, what they're not doing, and we did that. We found out that when we launched, we thought people were gonna record together and use the gem and audio hand the way that we thought, and they didn't, only one out of 10 people did, and so we used Heap Analytics to filter out a lot of crap, and now people are using it more, and now we're going through that process again. But now we know what things we really care about, so we're probably going to implement mix panels so that we know our analytics. We have product, but then we can also engage. Love that. Because then we have that
0: feedback loop. Yeah, that's awesome. So and look.
1: that sounds really easy, but it's,
0: <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like doing it, doing it three times now. Like to to know what people, you know, to like to start that entire strategic meeting of like, what are we going to gather? right so like that's why I love heat like for someone starting out you know and, and plus you don't have to write any code right? Exactly, like you drop you, in a line of code and it's if stuck. you're a non-technical yep. founder like this is your yelp yep this it, is it that's it right so but Big <laughs> panel definitely gives you a lot more fine tuning uh, so like how do you make money like this so we're
1: totally rep- not making money right now okay um, right on. I raised 30,000 in cash, a small amount. Uh, We had $10,000 in hosting credits with AWS from MediaWorks. Right on. So, essentially, Audio Hands been funded with $40,000, and that's allowed us to make it free. um, Because we knew that we need to first get people's attention. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting people's attention, but now we gotta figure out how can we get more attention. Awesome. Right, like, how can we... And we've isolated some features that we think we can charge Okay. So my goal is as audio hands leader is to make some dollar by the end of the year. Okay. Um, and so if if we can do that, then all of a sudden this really turns into a profit making business. Right? And like that's and I'll just be quite honest. I mean no <laughs> one talks about this, but it's so easy in startup land oh, yeah. to just say that my valuation's x and my user base is y and I'm gonna get a round of Z. And it's not maybe it used to work like that, right? And I would argue only in California <laughs> so much so. Maybe it did. Yeah. But for us right now, Dude. and for like the climate's not and so the market's really going to reward entrepreneurs that can just be profit first, generate revenue. Yeah. I mean, what an what a what yeah. a, what, what an I idea! What yeah. an
0: idea! Yeah. So like I, yeah, it that blows my mind that that's kind of like gone by the wayside. You know, yeah, it's like totally. focus on generating revenue and let the rest figure itself out. You know, so it's exactly. that. and I love that you're in the, you're in the right mind space, that's, that's
1: I hope, and you know, I I spend a lot of time. Oh, enough time every day trying to get my headspace right.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome, man. So, like, did you ever, I know you, so what year did AutoHand get kicked off? It was 2014?
1: Um, 14 is the company inception, the initial product. Uh, 15 was when we launched in March. Um, and I guess now to sixteen, we've got placed in the iTunes charts. Uh, so
0: that's awesome. Trying to make yeah. progress. Well, I've <laughs> talked to, to several techie people and then startup founders, and I know some of our listeners might be interested too. So how how far does ten thousand dollars in AWS take you? Like <laughs> very, uh, I'm an, I, I curse
1: very fucking far. Um, but for technical founders and technical tech, or just developers, understand that your RDS costs are going to eat your costs, it's like crazy. Um, you really need to build, if you have any APIs, please, please, please use serverless, which used to be JAWS. Yes. It's boiler-plated, tons of AWS, but look, for the non-technical founders? I'm telling you, there's this easy-to-use platform that's now around, and this is new in the last year, that instead of having a $400 per month bill, you can bring it down to $30. Like, straight up. Have you looked at serverless yet?
0: Like You have. Dude. So Tommy knows. You know. Oh, yeah. Freaking awesome. Cool. Did you ever want to quit? Like, I I ask a lot. Yeah. Did you, yes. Did you on everything? Yes. <laughs> um, but
1: you know the it, it's funny. Like, okay, so this leads me to say this. How many times has someone non-entrepreneurial told you, you "Why don't you get a job?" Like, and don't you just want to slap them in the face <laughs> because you get tired of the answer that you have to give? You yeah. want to be nice, but at a certain point, you just want to slap them in the face. So, to to that point, you can be doing anything you want, right? And you choose to make something out of nothing, and the whole world's going to tell you that you can't do it and it shouldn't belong. So yeah, there's going to be times that I've wanted to give up, that you know. But I guess the idea and the point is that if you have big wins and small losses, then you're moving forward, and um, and for whatevers happened in my mind the last three months four months is so timely how this podcast is happening right now after the startup conference in Nashville my mind sort of went through a reset okay. in the last three four months I feel like I've totally activated part of my spirit that I've I haven't seen in the last four or wow. five years I've been doing business Love and that. um I'm really pumped. Yes! yes. Like, I'm, I've been more tenacious about finding opportunity, Dude. taking feedback,
0: yeah. being a little more brutal with myself, yeah. and less hand holding. So, with that energy, with that pumped, you know, like, What's up next? Is it? Yeah. So next, um, it, for, for like me or like Audio you, hand. You, Audio Hand okay.
1: tell us. Yeah. So um, I'll just focus on me because Audio Hands a big part of that. So the biggest thing for me next is that I've been so a lot. Some people might not know, so I'll just say it. But um, when I got out of law school, I started a web development company called Avenue Factory. One of my most top tier clients was the city of Knoxville, and I beat out 19 other companies for that contract. And right. no, it wasn't on price alone. <laughs> like, our price was good, and it's because I have no overhead. But
0: no um, office, right? Working out of no coffee office, shops. No office, working yeah. out
1: of coffee shops. And um, But it was really because I wrote the most thorough proposal they got. I wrote a 25 page proposal that answered everything they wanted. Anyway, all is to say that um, when I was pushing hard in Audio Hand earlier this year, um, I took a bet to try to find some investment dollars and then I realized I was doing it backwards. I hadn't really found, I think, true, true product market fit and hadn't earned even a dollar with Audio Hand. So, what's the point of getting investment dollars if I can't even feel any fire? Is I would argue for an investor to come in, there's no fire yet, or I'm kindling it. I think I have everything put into place. So what I've been doing now in the last four months, I've been rebooting Avenue Factory and just priming my senses on making opportunities and money again. Right on. And it has been so so amazing for my mindset and my work ethic. I've been putting in 60 plus hour weeks at least and just working as hard as possible, hopefully in the right places, trying to make every day and week count. And I've really noticed a big difference in the last three months. And it's kind of nuts. So I guess what's coming up for me ahead, hopefully more financial success on a personal level um, and with that true market product fit with AudioHand and hopefully first dollar from, from AudioHand. I love that. I love That's that. That's what I'm working
0: for. So aside from Avenue Factory, AudioHand, do you have any other passion projects that are needed? Or, you yeah, know? I do. Yeah. Actually, this one's really cool. So when um, a lot of people
1: who are indicative or um, indigenous to Knoxville know of Metropulse. So, Metropulse, when they crashed, uh, when they shut down about two years ago, there was no music events calendar. And I just wanted to be able to see shows. Oh, yes. So, being the, the savvy web developer, I crafted a music events calendar in 10 hours in one day, okay? And um, I pulled in from bands in town when they had their API available. They don't anymore, um, but I pulled in events, and it was a super easy. You go to soundnox.com, and you just go check out events. And instead of curating by genre, by city, I kept it really simple. Okay. It's within a 50 mile radius of downtown Knoxville, and it's curated by immediacy. So if you're out and you want to see a show you can just see the top of the list you know what's there and you can that. keep scrolling and it's like basic it's like chronological order but no one's doing it so okay and doing it in a pretty way it's, it's seen some traction but you know it's been dormant for like, like year and a half yeah. it kind of came back up recently and now I'm in talks with the tourism um, channels here in Knoxville that I, I'm not going to say exact names, but anyone who knows should know. <laughs> um, and there might be talks about doing soundnox.com in a in a really meaningful way for Knoxville and for the state of Tennessee. And I'm kind of I'm kind of geeked. Wow! Because my my and, um, a new and really awesome friend that that we sort of just discovered, we're really good friends now is Garrett Thompson. Okay. And, um, both of us are, are trying to work so hard to
0: to make Knoxville synonymous with music. And I don't know, I just, I'm just i really excited. Well, we've got so many cool things going on, right? Like Big Ears, Brigham and Blooms. Like, yep. like Sundown well, the City, and, and you Knoxville know? And Knoxville
1: Music Warehouse and all the living room shows and Blank's oh. doing it too. Blank, Blank Magazine's doing living room concerts. There's this upswell of small, private, this private, intimate experiences. And then you also have this upswell... Of you know now AC Entertainment made Millimine and we're getting really good acts coming through that are like top marquee kind of thing or at least we're getting there or at least in the alt world and this is like a perfect like we're going through a cultural renaissance gospel yeah. and I think we can ride it and, and grow it in the next year or two. That so, makes me
0: so happy. Like that's oh, love I, that. that's what I think yeah. is coming up. Love that. Well, thanks only, only if all of us do our part. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so if I'm a listener. If I'm out there in Scruffy City, what, what can I do to help? You can, um, oh God, go see a show. <laughs> go see a show. Yes. Go to the
1: Entrepreneur Center and see any events they put on. Go to your chamber. Support business. And it doesn't mean like local business, but just support business. Just be mind, mindful. Um, and, you know, be a good, educated consumer. And,. Um, and go download AudioHam. Boom. Um, there we go. So, thanks for sharing the business. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. Oh, and this, one more thing. Yeah, no, yeah, and if ahead. you love Knoxville All or right. Tennessee,
0: then tell people about it. Right? We need to tell people yeah. more about this stuff. I know. There's so much going on. There is. Yeah. So, this next section is called the Wrap-Up. So these are rapid fire questions. Okay. About five or six of them. Okay. uh, Or seven. So you, I ask you answer. Go fast. (laughs) Okay. 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 What are your personal hobbies? Building shit. um, Guitar. Crappily. Reading and learning. Love it. How do you manage work-life balance? A lot of people want to know this. It's all about rhythm, man. There's no balance. It's rhythm. No, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's
1: about rhythm, over communication. Quote of the day. It's and, about rhythm and, and uh, taking small wins because they make to big wins. That makes me. If happy. you can surprise your significant other, even for 15 minutes, take it because you might not be able to the next day.
0: A lot of people are gonna relate to that. I hope. I love <laughs> it. I love it. How would someone contact you? They wanted to hit you up for a business idea or just wanted to chat and figure out what you're up to? Easy. Um, hit me up on Twitter, underscore HQ. Um, I'm and pretty active. The underscore symbol? Symbol? Or yeah,
1: they... underscore symbol. Cool. Underscore HQ. And then email me at HQ at AudioHand.com. Love it. And like, if you want to talk about Knoxville, music, entrepreneurship,
0: you have an idea, literally anything, or you just want encouragement, just hit me up. Love it. You hear that? So, what's your favorite business tool that you use? Whether it's software or something hardware or tangible. That's a damn good question. No, besides, from Audio Hand, of Note course. Notepad. Notepad. This is a straight up notepad and pen. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love. Because the- I'm starting to hate every tech tool <laughs> yeah. right now. Do you have a favorite author or business influencer that you follow? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk is a huge entrepreneurship hero. Um, God, and there's just some there's just some local people too. I mean, everyone that I've talked about in this interview, I really do. You look up mentioned to. a few names, yeah. I really look up to them.
0: And, That's awesome. Um, I don't know, just yeah. Cool. What's <laughs> the best piece of advice someone's given you? Be patient. Be patient. Right on, right on. And uh, what advice would you give yourself ten years ago? Uh, when you moved to Knoxville in 2007? I guess it's nine. Be patient and be smarter. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, there you have it, Knoxville. Be patient, be smarter. <laughs> Today was awesome. We got to hang out with HQ. Hit him up, underscore HQ on Twitter, HQ at audiohand.com. Hit him up for entrepreneurial advice if you have a business idea or if you just need encouragement. You need encouragement. That's huge. Love it. Again, this is Tommy telling the Scruffy City story for HQ. Thank you, man. Thank Glad you. to have you on. It's awesome.